I plan to begin by asking a few questions, to which you are welcome to respond in the following manner. If you feel that the response is a no-brainer, something that will obviously take place, feel free to say, of course. Number one, if today is Thursday, does that mean calendars will identify tomorrow as Friday? Of course. Number two, even though the presence of the coronavirus means that taxes were not due on April 15th this year, will they eventually come due anyway? Of course. Number three, did Jesus rise from the dead? Of course can be said with certainty, can't it? For we have God's word on that. Now is Christ risen from the dead, affirms the Holy Spirit in Corinthians. The epistles declare over and over that the lamb who was slain was raised to life on the third day. What's more, there were hundreds of eyewitnesses of the fact that Christ rose from the dead. But now let me transport all of us back in time to the months which led up to that first Easter morning. Had we all been asked at that point whether Jesus would rise from the dead after being killed by his enemies, what would our answer have been? Sadly, we would all have likely responded with little more than a puzzled look, as did the disciples when Jesus pointed to the scriptures in affirmation of the fact that he would rise after being put to death. Unlike the disciples, there was no question in Jesus' mind that he would rise again, for his resurrection was part of the course that God had laid out for him. Of course Jesus believed he would rise after being horribly beaten and killed. Prior to the events of Holy Week, Luke tells us in his 18th chapter, verses 31 to 34, He, that is Jesus, took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, and will be mocked, and insulted, and spit upon. They will scourge him, and kill him. And the third day, he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. Despite his perfect teaching and patient instruction, the Lord was surrounded by people who were blind to the certainty of the prophecy concerning Christ's resurrection. And even after the fact, there was widespread ignorance. The early rising women on Easter morning lost sleep through their determination to embalm what they believed to be a dead Jesus. When the angels informed them that Jesus had risen and they then ran to tell the men, their words seemed to the men, that is the disciples, like idle tales, and they did not believe them. And the disciples on the road to Emmaus were also blind to the reality of the certainty of the prophecy of the resurrection. They had hoped, but they hadn't believed all that was written by the prophets. On that first Easter day, there was evidence all over the place of a failure to grasp and believe what Jesus said was going to happen. But Jesus himself knew exactly what was going to happen because death and resurrection were part of the course God established for his son. And so his son was completely confident that events would play out in exactly that way. Of course he would rise again. 
It's easy for us to shake our heads at those disciples when they didn't grasp the reality of the Lord's resurrection. How could they not have seen what was coming? How could they not have been sure? Because of the same slowness of heart that affects us all. How often doesn't it happen that our level of certainty with respect to the fulfillment of God's promises wanes? How often don't we lessen the sense of reality concerning the many things God has written in his word, even as the disciples did then? The Bible tells us that our sins are forgiven and that they no longer color the Lord's dealings with us, a fact which is rejected by our old Adam, which thinks that certain difficulties in life are at times punishments for certain sins. But the scripture which announces that he has not dealt with us according to our sins nor punished us according to our iniquities should be as firmly trusted by us as the scriptures confirming the resurrection should have been trusted by the early disciples. The Bible tells us that the Lord willingly carries the weight of our problems and concerns regardless of the circumstances, a fact which is challenged by human nature, which assumes we need to solve our problems on our own. But the scripture which directs us to cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you, should be as firmly trusted by us as the scriptures confirming the resurrection should have been trusted by the early disciples. The Bible tells us that the Lord is going to appear any minute to destroy all that is evil and replace all things with a new heaven and a new earth, a fact, a fact which is scoffed at by the philosophers of this age who say, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. But the scripture in which the Lord says, Behold, I am coming quickly, should be as firmly trusted by us as the scriptures confirming the resurrection should have been trusted by the early disciples. There are many powerful biblical principles which emanate from the central event of Christ's resurrection. And one of them is the fact that the scriptures will be fulfilled no matter how unreasonable something might seem to our reason, no matter how unlikely something might seem to our human nature, no matter how nonsensical it might seem to our senses, it will take place if it is part of the course which God has established and revealed in his word. Did Jesus die? Did Jesus rise? Are sins forgiven? Has the power of death been destroyed? Will the Lord help us? Will God protect his people? Will he work all things out for our good? Will Christ finally return to bring us into glory? The scriptures say yes, and that means, of course. The hymn selected for this morning's chapel is hymn 428 from the Lutheran hymnal. Trusting Thee, Lord Jesus, trusting only Thee. Trusting Thee for full salvation, great and free. I am trusting Thee for pardon, at Thy feet I bow. For Thy grace and tender mercy, Trusting now, I am trusting Thee for cleansing in the crimson flood, trusting Thee to 
Trusting thee, Lord Jesus, never 